0: I want you to turn to Philippians chapter four. Go ahead and turn there. And I got to tell you that tonight you're going to need your thinking cap on because it, what I'm going to share is is I'm even like what what now? Um, and it's simple and kind of um, obscure at the same time. So I want you to dial in um, this week as I was as preparing I was preparing to teach and and all that. Um, for some reason, my, my first, well, I'll tell you the reason in a minute, but my first experience with uh, drinking a Starbucks drink came to my mind. How many of you remember the first time you ever drank something at Starbucks? A few of you remember the first time. That's okay. I, I, the first time I drank, it wasn't actually the time of, first time I ever went to Starbucks. The first time I ever went to Starbucks, it was to hear some friends of ours playing some music at a Starbucks up in the DFW area, um, but I didn't like coffee. And so I was there, I'm listening to the music. I must have drank something different, but I didn't drink coffee because I didn't like coffee. But I remember the first time I actually had something that was coffee, and that was when Melissa and I were youth pastors. We were youth pastors in Lindell, and we were doing this retreat with a, with a class, a discipleship class that we had. We called it D-Class. And so it was uh, Fairly early in the evening, we got done with the spiritual stuff that we were doing, and the kids were like, hey, let's go do something fun, and we're like, okay, we can do something fun. We have some vans. We can go do something. Let's go to Tyler, because we were in Lindale. Let's go to Tyler. Let's go to Starbucks. I'm like, wow, let's paint the town, you know, <laughs> go, to, go to Starbucks. So we did. We went to Starbucks. We get there, and uh, the kids are all buying their drinks, and, um, and I'm just kind of standing there because I didn't drink coffee. I didn't like coffee. My wife liked coffee, but I didn't drink coffee. And so the kids are like, well, why don't you just get a Frappuccino? I'm like, well, Frappuccino? It sounds like some sort of Italian hairdo, you know what I mean? And so, um, what's a Frappuccino? And they said, it's kind of like ice cream. I said, well, I like ice cream. And I said, I said I'll take a large. And the lady over the counter said, you want a venti? I said, no, I want a large. You know what I mean? I said, I don't want one of those itty-bitty venties." You know what I mean? I want a large. And then she goes on to explain to me how the whole Starbucks drinks thing works. And I was just like, whatever. Just give me the big one. Okay? And so I got the big... You got that picture up there? You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, you don't have my PowerPoint. Gosh. Is it? Oh, okay. I forgot to turn it in. So you got the venti, the grande, the tall... I didn't realize this, but apparently there's something called the Trenta. Is that right? Did I have them backwards? Whatever. I'm trying to keep you on your toes, man. (laughs) Flip those in your mind. I told you it was going to be obscure. I'm trying to make you work with me, crowd. Work with me. Anyway, so I had the Venti. I had the big one. And within 10 minutes, you guys, I could see through walls. (laughs) I'm not even kidding you. I was on edge. I was like, whoa, hey, guys. I mean, I was like off the charts, hyped up on this coffee because I'd never had coffee. I'm like, yeah, I was like the friendliest guy in town. We're on a D-class retreat. We're at Starbucks.
1: And I'm just like,
0: crazy, 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 crazy. What I learned that night was the value of caffeine. Caffeine. Okay, now, 18 years later, if I'm going to walk into a Starbucks, now I'm, I'm somewhat of an expert, believe it or not, I'm an expert <laughs> on sizes. And so now when I choose my Starbucks drink, I'm not, I'm not choosing flippantly, okay? I am choosing with a purpose. I understand that each size contains a caffeine value. You guys with me? If I had a pretty good night, you know, I was like, I had to come up to the counter. I had a pretty good night last night. I slept pretty good. I dreamt well. I feel pretty rested. I might say to the lady, you know what? Just give me a tall. I'm going to be good. But if it was one of those nights where, you know, you walk in it's like, oh, man, it was a rough night. My kid was sick, had a cold, coughing all night. You guys know what I'm talking about? Or my neighbors were playing their... Tejano music till three o'clock in the morning. True story happens all the time. Then I might say, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, you better give me a grande. I'm going to need a little more. Or if I ever come in, and this happens probably more than I'd like to admit, I come in and I didn't sleep a wink that night because I'm stressed about something at work or I'm concerned about the future of my kids or whatever else is going on in my life. I look at that lady and I say, Lord Jesus, keeper of the cocoa bean, give me a venti. Just lay a venti on me. I need a venti. You guys know what I'm talking about? In fact, I brought these cups in case you still don't know. I, I got it wrong up there, but I'll get it right up here. This is the tall. Who yeah, said no? No. You don't know. <laughs> so I got my tall. Put that right here. Got my grande. They gave me these free, too. I was impressed with the barista. And then you got your venti. You guys know I like to give a sermon in sentence. Here's my sermon in a sentence tonight. Write this down. I'm going to do my very best to make sense of this, but you got to stick with me. You ready? Let me put that up there. Nope, wrong one. You don't have another one up there? There it is. Everyone who values God's voice will eventually need it in a venti. Now listen to what I'm saying. Everyone who values God's voice, remember we're we're in a series about hearing God. We're talking about hearing God and we've, laid a foundation last week of why God would even want to speak to us. He wants to speak to us. At the end of the day, there's got to be a value of God's voice in your heart. And we talked about that, and I believe that all of us value hearing God's voice. But listen to me. At some point, if you value God's voice, you will need a venti. And so what I want to talk to you about tonight is the venti voice of God. That's the title of this message. Write that down. The venti voice of God. And I want to spring from Philippians 4, 6, because this is what I was reading when this whole thing popped into my head. In Philippians 4, verse 6 through 7, it says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so I read this and I thought, this is kind of like Starbucks. Like I have a need or I have a desire. And so I go to the counter and I make my request. And then I receive something that appropriately meets that desire or that need. Paul says, be anxious for nothing. And most of the time, there's nothing to be anxious about. Think about it as we live, most of the time, there's really, in life, there's nothing to be anxious about. But sometimes I come to the counter, stick with me on this analogy, and I have a lot on my mind. Other times I come to the counter and I feel like I've just about lost my mind because of what I'm facing that day or that week or that month, or this long season. It's just more than I can mentally and emotionally and sometimes even physically endure. It's more than I can withstand. You know, a tall, a tall ain't gonna be enough. You know what I'm saying? You guys picking up what I'm laying down? A grande just isn't gonna get it done. no. What I need in this situation, in this scenario, in this season, is the venti voice of the Lord, the big voice, the tall, the giant one. See, you can't even say the words right, tall, because it's not, right. Mean, so what I want to do tonight is I want to, I want to show you three levels of needing to hear God, three levels of needing to hear the Lord, and then give some insight on how to hear him at each one of those levels. So just write this down. Three levels of engaging Jehovah Java. I'm sorry, Jira. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Three levels of engaging Jehovah Jira. And I wanted to say it that way because Jehovah Jira means the God who provides. You know, we sang these songs of I'm no longer a slave to fear. You split the sea and I walked right through it. All these things, God is constantly being gyro to us. He's constantly providing. He has plenty. He is a barista that can get you what you need, right? But we sometimes either don't understand what we need or don't realize that he is able to provide everything that we need according to his riches in glory. Amen? So number one, you can write this, his voice, his voice in a tall. Okay, remember I said we're gonna talk about three levels of engaging Jehovah, three levels of needing to hear God. The first level is we need to hear his voice in a tall. And what I mean by that is most of life uh, requires God's voice in a tall. Think of it. Like my, my need to hear him, is just a tall. I mean, I'm a committed follower of Jesus. I know what my life is supposed to look like. I know that my actions and my attitudes are supposed to reflect Jesus. It's not like I got to wake up in the morning anxious about whether or not I should, you know, love my wife well, you know, oh, I need to, I need to pray about whether I need to love my wife well, or I need to pray about whether or not I should, you know, beat my kids. Actually, I might need to pray about that one, but listen, I don't have to pull up to a red light. I'm approaching this red light and whoa, I got, whoa, I'm almost there. Go, God, do I stop or do I plow right through? I don't have to do that. Most of life is in that category. I'm not saying that I don't need him. Do I need him? Do you need him? Of course we need him. Because even in the day-to-day, if I'm not walking and talking with God, remember we talked about in prayer, when we talked about prayer in the month of July, about how prayer is the best conversation you'll ever have on this side of eternity. We talked about how Adam and Eve walked and talked with God. And they enjoyed it. And sometimes the conversation was casual. Sometimes it was consequential. But it's a conversation. And if you're walking and talking with God, man, you just, you're just living life the way that you're supposed to be. But I can find myself in a bad place if I'm ignoring him, if I'm not um, at least having a tall every morning. Proverbs 14, 12 says that there's a way that seems right unto a man, but in the end, it's the way of death. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about how God created us with intelligence. He created us with the ability to reason, with the ability to judge situations and make decisions. We could easily go a day without coming to the counter of prayer and supplication and the day not be disastrous. You know how I know that? Because I've done it plenty of times. Not come to the counter and prayed and supplicate and, and engage the Lord. And a day might have been fancy free. It'd been fine. I don't think you can do that for too long, but you guys know what I'm talking about. You can go a day without spending too, you know, spend time with the Lord and, and at least having that tall, and the world's not going to come to an end, right? I could skip um, his voice in a tall and probably be all right, but honestly, I'd rather not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could come to work without, my, without a tall, going to Starbucks and getting a tall, but I'd rather not. Why? Because I enjoy my daily cup of java. In my relationship with the Lord, I, I enjoy my daily cup of Jehovah-Jireh. You hear what I'm saying? It's part of my life. In Galatians 5, Paul says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. I love the way the NLT says it. It says it like this. Since we are living by the Spirit, since that's the vein that we're in, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of of our lives. So we're following the Spirit in every part of our lives. That's already our commitment. I don't need much more than the tall voice of the Lord for that. You guys hear what I'm saying? I don't have to pray about every little, you know, what I'm gonna eat, what I'm gonna wear. I don't have to do that. But at the same time, Jesus said, the Spirit is willing, but what? But the flesh is weak. If I don't have that tall cup of coffee In the morning, I am 100% at that point on my own steam. You guys hear what I'm saying? 100%, let me say it this way, 100% in the flesh, I'm doing things in my own strength. Jesus said in John 6, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh, I love this, is no help at all. It's the spirit that gives life, and the flesh is no help at all. God made me plenty capable to walk this life, to go day by day and make decisions. He gave me the judgment. He gave me the, the ability, but I also have the capability of leading myself astray, right? Like that old song that we sing, prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. I feel that proneness to wander away. Proverbs sixteen nine tells us this, this can happen. A man devises a plan in his heart, but he follows that up with, but it's the Lord that leads his steps. At the end of the day, I have got to be connected with him Otherwise, I can lead myself, the plans that I devise, the plans that I'm coming up with, I can lead myself astray. I guess what I'm trying to say is this. Most of what I face on a daily basis is just life. It's nothing to be anxious about. I certainly don't need God to come down with his finger and write yes or no on what I'm gonna wear, what I'm gonna eat, what route I'm gonna take to work. You guys hear me? But I still need at least His voice in a tall. Is that too complicated? You guys understand what I'm saying? I need to know that I'm not living by the flesh. I want to ensure that his spirit is leading me. How do I do that? Now listen to me. How can I know that I am hearing God in the simplest of ways and walking by the spirit. Now I always just I always come to five things. Someone asked me um, recently, uh, how do you stay steadfast? It's kind of the same thing. Just how do I how do I live the life worthy of the calling that I'm supposed to lead? Uh, live. How do I, how do I do that? How do I stay steadfast? How do I stay steady? How do I stay faithful? I always come to the same five things. And there's certainly more, but I would imagine no less. And that's this. First of all, and this is on the screen, first of all, I need to be someone who is in scripture daily. Uh, 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 um, the voice of the Lord in a tall for me on a daily basis is I'm in the scriptures and I'm a person of prayer. I'm a person of personal worship and devotion. I'm a person that's committed to look beyond myself and my needs and serve other people. I'm going to be someone who serves. And the fifth one is tithing. I believe that there is all kinds of promises and principles centered around putting God first and best in your finances and with your money. And so these are five disciplines that I believe, like Paul says, they cause us to follow the Spirit's leading in every part of my life. So on a daily basis, on a daily basis, I need to at least have the voice of the Lord in a tall. Does that make sense? This actually might make sense as we keep going. Let's talk about the second one. I also need his voice in a grande. Let's talk about his voice in a grande. In Matthew 6, Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. It's interesting. I I didn't necessarily know what songs the team was going to play tonight, but there's a steady theme in this, and I'm I believe it's gonna make a lot of sense at the end. He says, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, he's not saying that every day is going to have trouble on his, uh, you know, each and every day is gonna be full of trouble, but there are days when his voice in a tall is not going to be quite enough. This day, this week, this Moment or whatever. Maybe I have you know. Maybe I have a presentation at work that's stressing me out. It's something that I really need to do well on, and so I need to press in to prayer. Maybe um, like you think about you students. Maybe you have a a test at school, and it's a big one, and it's important to you. Maybe you are one of the things you know you're going to face that day is. A difficult conversation with a friend. You've been putting it off, but you finally schedule that meeting and you have to have this difficult conversation. Or you know that you're going to have to engage uh, a family member that always drives you crazy and whatever. This is going to require a little more than a tall. (laughs) You guys hear what I'm saying? This requires the voice of the Lord in a grande. Every one of us are working to live by the Spirit. There's a lot uh, of happenings and daily decisions that we have to um, make and all of us face those same things, but all of us uniquely face things that are different and difficult, and these are things that can bring anxiety into our lives. You guys hear what I'm saying? We all have, we all drive to work, we all eat, we all do this, but then all of us have unique things that can bring different types of unique stresses on our life. Paul says, Be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. I was thinking about that word supplication, and that word supplication in the original language actually means need. It just means bring your prayer and your need to God, and it comes from a word that means to lack it means to long for. It means to ask. It can even mean to beg. And the idea is that this need is out of the ordinary and requires greater wisdom and greater discernment. You guys hear what I mean? What this thing that is before me, this encounter, this this meeting, this whatever is happening that day or that week or that season, it requires more Wisdom, discernment, more decision-making power. The situation is weighing heavy on my mind, heavy on my heart. A tall not going to be enough. I need a grande. And though God has given me a sharp mind to make decisions, to reason, it's still important for me to not have that conversation with that friend that's going to be difficult to go into it with the flesh. With a fleshly heart, a fleshly mind, whatever that anger is, whatever the thing was, not to go in with the flesh. I need every word, every action, every reaction to be 100% led by the Spirit. I'm going to need the voice of the Lord in a grande. I'm going to need to hear the voice of the Lord for that day, for that situation, that circumstance in a bigger way. You guys understand? Just like we come up to the counters like today, I need a grande. You just give me a grande. Sir, you normally get a tall. Yeah, it was one of those nights. This is going to be one of those days, one of those seasons. I'm going to need a grande. Thankfully, I'm a person, you're a people who are prayerful. We're in the scriptures. We are um, people who worship, we serve, we tithe. So we're people that are well above the curve. But now I need to press into something. More intensely, I need to press into prayer more intentionally and intensely. I need to focus my prayer and my supplication, and I need to ask him to supply his needs according to his riches and glory, for this situation. I need to press in. I, I, I need to hear God on a different level. You hear what I'm saying? You guys picking up what I'm laying down? I told you it was going to be a little obscure. So we come into this situation, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me discernment for this situation. How many times have you gone into a situation and um, and you know that the outcome of this conversation or this, whatever it is, this thing that's above and beyond the ordinary, you know you sense that the outcome of this situation can be a game changer in a relationship or in a situation. Well, are we just, are we just gonna settle for a tall that day? Well, we're just gonna get through. I mean, I, I'm a Christian. I, I I'm good to go way. We know if, if it's that serious, we are going to, we're going to go for the next size up. Lord, today I'm pressing into a grande. Would you give me the wisdom and the discernment and the grace that I need for this situation, for this conversation? You tracking with me? John, First John 5, 14 says, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. 1 Peter 5, 7, he says, casting all your anxieties upon him. You can do that. Why? Because he cares for you. It totally lines up with what Paul is saying here in Philippians chapter 4. Be anxious for nothing but everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Most of the time, let me say it again. Most of the time, we need His voice in a tall. Seventy-five percent of the happenings, seventy-five percent of living of, of our life is just living according to His word. I'm just living the life I'm supposed to live. But then there is that twenty percent that calls for His voice in a grande. Those situations that are just out of the norm, a little more. Need to press into the Lord. Listen to me. Then there's also that 5%, and I want you to hear me. There's that 5% that has us crying out for his voice in a venti. Let's talk about that for a second because this is the big one. His voice in a venti. This is like the big stuff. Like the big, big stuff, the stuff that has lasting effects. These are burdens and decisions that heavily affect our future. Like this, this thing that I'm sitting down to consider, this decision or this thing that has burdened me, my future depends upon this. This is when we need Philippians chapter 2. It says that it is God who works, uh, is at work in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure this is one of those, God, what is your good and perfect will in this situation type prayer? Does anybody ever pray those? It's like those aren't necessarily daily occurrences. You know what I mean? Those aren't necessarily 75% of our life. It was, if it was, I think our brains would pop. I think our hearts would explode. Fortunately, most of the time, we just need a tall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes we need a grande, but there are those times in our lives where we need the voice of Of the Lord, and we need it coming in a venti. We need as much of his juice as we can possibly get. Job changes. Maybe a major move. Maybe there's some sort of terminal illness going on. Maybe there's maybe you're older and you have teenagers and your teenagers making the dumbest decisions you've ever seen in your life. They're they're wayward, and you are this is a venti requirement here. This is Venti-type prayer. Romans 15 says, verse 13 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, these are prayers that call for the desperate side Of supplication. These are the prayers that call for a desperate need to hear his voice. And so may the God of hope fill you with all joy. That's what we need to walk away from in this situation. And peace as you trust him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you notice, it says, Hope twice in that verse because this has to do with the future. Hope has to do with the future. We're talking about burdens and decisions that require joy and peace so that we may overflow with hope and confidence about this decision that we're making or this trial that we're facing. Again, it may not be every day that we're in this kind of a thing or every season, but there are seasons where we need to hear the voice of the Lord on a totally different level and for the sake of Starbucks, I'm calling it the venti level. Again, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as we trust in him and he will as we cry out to the Lord for his voice in a venti. God, I need you more desperately than I've ever needed you. I'm about to make a decision or I'm going through something that could impact not just my future, but my family's future. And I need to hear you on a venti level. I thank you that you speak to me and lead me on a daily basis. I thank you that most days I don't need much caffeine. Your word and, your, and prayer, those things are getting me going. I thank you that um, you know 75% of my life is just living a life worthy of the calling I received. I thank you that you heard me when I needed you on a grande level. But today, God, I'm coming to you, and I'm telling you, I need to order a venti. Psalm 18, verse six, David said, in my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. And from his temple, he heard my voice and and my cry came before him into his ears Psalm 66, it says, but God has surely heard, and I love this, and it says, and he has attended to the sound of my prayer. Again, we're talking about situations where only God has the power. Only God has the ability to attend to the situation. You guys remember that time where um, Jesus and his disciples were out and they were praying for, um, they were uh, his disciples were praying for this this little boy and they were trying to cast... You know they were trying to pray for him to be uh, healed, and uh, but nothing was happening. And, and Jesus walked up, and all of a sudden, this boy throws himself down on the ground, and starts convulsing. He had a demon, and the disciples. Uh, Jesus cast the demon out, and all that stuff. And, and a few minutes later, the disciples said, "Jesus, why were we not able to to cast this out? Why were we not able to address this?" And he said, "This time, this kind only comes out with what fasting and prayer." It's interesting that something else was added to prayer. Prayer and fasting. Earlier, it was prayer and supplication. On this level, they were dealing with something. They, hey, a, venti wasn't, uh, I mean, uh, a tall wasn't working, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, you needed more. Well, I thought I had my grande this morning. Jesus was like, no, this is a whole nother level. This is when you need something on the venti level. He said, this type only comes out through prayer and fasting, is engaging the Lord on a whole different level. Are you guys picking up what I'm saying down? Uh, picking up what I'm laying down? When I'm saying down and I'm laying it down, technically. Why would some demon, demons come out without fasting and others come out only with fasting? I have no idea. But here's what I do know, and this is up on the screen. This situation tells me that the burdens and decisions we face in life come in a variety of sizes. And God has exactly what we need for each one of them. We just have to come to the counter and ask for his voice in the size that we need it. The psalmist said, I sought the Lord and he delivered me from all my fears, all my anxieties, all my worries, all my frettings, all the things that have my face in the dirt. I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord. And he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears when I kind of land this plane. The first time I had Starbucks ever, and I remember it. I think the whole city of Tyler remembers it. I ordered a venti and it was more than my body could handle. My body had never had that much caffeine. I almost exploded. I probably should have started with a tall. It's not a whole lot different with the Lord. I, I, I want his voice in a venti. I really need to be familiar, though, with his voice in a tall. I need to have heard his voice in a grande. It's crazy because a lot of times we we come to the Lord only in those venti moments. And we're seeking the venti voice of the Lord. But we haven't been faithful. We haven't been steadfast. And it's not to say that the Lord cannot speak to us when we haven't been faithful, that he can't answer our cry if we haven't been steadfast. Of course he can, and he has. I know plenty of times in my life he's done that. But how much more is he able and willing to answer us in those venti moments, to give us the venti voice of God if we have been faithfully seeking him just in the normal seventy-five percent of the day, day-to-day stuff, and the grande stuff. I was thinking about how, in First John, it says five. 1 John five fourteen. It says, "This is the confidence we have in approaching God." That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Don't you hate those times when you do seek the Lord or you pray, and, but you go and you make those decisions and you're just kind of second guessing yourself. God, are these my thoughts, Lord? or Are these your thoughts? Are these my thoughts? It's really hard to walk in this confidence that, for, that John's talking about here in First John, this confidence that we have in approaching God. It's hard to walk in the confidence in those big things if we haven't been approaching him in the small things. remember we're talking about hearing God, we're talking about uh, the month of, of uh, what month is it? September, hearing God, how to hear God, why to hear God, how to hear the Lord. And it's almost like we only focus on On hearing him, I just need to hear him for the big stuff. And yet we need to hear him on a daily basis. Not necessarily to know which way to turn when I'm going to go to work. And yet, if I am not tracking with him through, again, through those five things, even in the day-to-day living a life um, uh, according to his word, I can veer off. Because a man devises a plan in his, his heart. There's a way that seems right into a man, uh, to a man, but in the end, it only actually leads to death. If what? If I'm not at least having my tall. If I'm not in those in fellowship with him, and I'm and I'm walking, and there's so many. I, I just maybe this is just way clearer to me, maybe than I'm communicating it. But there are so many people who just they're just walking around in their faith, and they're just sipping on a tall, if at all. There's actually a smaller size than that. What is it called? Uh, you know what I'm saying? They even have enough. I was trying to be, and there's a giant one, the, the what is it? Trinta. Trenta? It's like, really? Trenta, kill me or something? You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of coffee. Good, Lord have mercy. Sorry. We have to value his voice. I can sit up here and I can talk about hearing God and why you need to and how you ought to and how you can. But listen, if you don't value his voice, what he speaks to you, how he leads you, if you don't value his voice on a daily basis, at least have a tall every day. And maybe you don't have a problem that day. That's fine. But you remember what Jesus said. said, In this life, Becca said it earlier, in this life, you will have trials and tribulations. Back to that sermon in the sentence, everyone who values God, uh, God's voice, will eventually need it in a venti. I will need to hear God on a venti level. I want you to stand with me.